Hey, this is Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. And I've been on that show. It's a good show, I think. I have to, I'm still figuring out how to listen to podcasts. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Ben Bailey. I never had an appreciation for that. No offense to the guys that do that, but I, it's just, I never wanted to mix them at all. Stand up is stand up, and music is music, and they are just totally different things to me. We'll hear more from Ben in just a bit. We also have a, a dumb bit coming up. Song of the Week is from Little Mix, uh, not alongside Sean Paul this time, but uh, we're going to hear uh, the uh, current single right now. Uh, from them at the end of the show but uh, as I mentioned earlier here it comes a dumb bit So I'm a big fan of uh, BBC Radio 1's Scott Mills and uh, Greg James and all the great disc jockeys over there. But on the Scott Mills show, he has a game he calls Innuendo Bingo. And basically what it is is uh, his co-host Chris will sit across from a guest. Uh, they will put uh, water in their mouths and face each other. And then uh, Scott will play uh, these clips from the radio and TV that, as he says, sound rude but really aren't. They just sound, you know, dirty uh, but aren't. Well, like this. Uh, Chris Hutton, uh, who had his, uh, the benefit of his Norwich team together through an international break, and he drilled them. He drilled them hard uh, until they could barely walk, I believe. <laughs> so you get the idea, and well, here's another one. Welcome back. Still to come, X Factor Gossip, plus we meet contestant Zoe Devlin. Also, uh, Phil Vickery uh, gets his pork out. <laughs> So there you have it. You get the idea. So I have uh, sent a couple of these to the show, and I don't know if they can't play them because they're from North America and they don't have the rights or whatever, but you're, you're supposed to email them the show and where you heard it, but I emailed the actual clips, and I have a couple here for you. And he introduces them before uh, you know, the, the, uh, they um, spit the water at each other. So I have a couple here for you. Um, the, uh, this first one came from the Mark Marin show, and I would introduce it by saying, uh, uh, Lena Dunham uh, knows that Mark Marin's show can be a little bit edgy, but I don't think she was expecting this. By the way, I only just realized we're recording because you're so good at just, like, slipping right in. And so this next one is from uh, the NPR show On the Media. And uh, On the Media discusses a lot of things about the news and the media and politics, but um, I've never heard them discuss this before. You may even remember the weather when those stories broke. The sunny sky, the gentle breeze, the budding bushes. Brooke Gladstone talking about... uh, shrubs in korea all right so here's the uh, final one my wife and i are watching island hunters over on hgtv and that's where people go and look for island properties and uh, you would be surprised what people get up to in canada when they see a sauna on a property Skinny dipping room. Beautiful. Stonework. Love yeah. the cedar smell. Isn't oh, it? Smells amazing. Hot lights. Yeah, all you need to do is stick in a big piece of wood, and that's when the party starts. No kidding. We laughed immediately when we heard that. And the best part of it, it isn't even really the big hard piece of wood, it's the dude uh, saying, No kidding. No kidding. So anyway, I've uh, sent those three clips uh, to the show. Uh, they're in London, and uh, I haven't heard back. No kidding. No, I really haven't, and I'm, I'm really not sure what to do, but I thought I would play them for you folks. Yeah, all you need to do is stick in a big piece of wood, and that's when the party starts. Well, no, I don't think I'll be doing that, thank you, but um, even though it sounds inviting, uh, I think we'll just move on to our interview.
This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. And this just in, go to any of our Home Shirts websites, use the code COMEHOME, all one word, and receive 20% off for a limited time. Now, on with the show. Ben Bailey is a stand-up comedian, actor, and game show host you might recognize from uh, his hit series, Cash Cab. You may have seen him on the all the late-night talk shows doing stand-up comedy, maybe acting on many, many, many TV shows. Here now is our interview with Ben Bailey. Hello? Hello, Ben. Yes. P.F. Wilson from Cincinnati City Beat. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Good. Is it okay if we use the audio for this on my podcast? Um, yeah. Okay, great, great. Because uh, you have been like a huge uh, guy on the wish list for the podcast for years. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and the only way I can rook a guess into doing this is because I write for the paper in Cincinnati and for the one in Minneapolis. And I've looked for years. I'm, God, I hope Ben Bailey comes. hope Ben Bailey comes because I'm a huge fan uh, off of Cash Cab. So, oh, cool. Thank you very much. Man. Yeah, I love that show. My wife and I, we didn't have cable for a while, but then one of the TV stations there started running it in the middle of the night, so we would Tebo it and then watch it, you know, the next evening. And, uh, yeah, massive fans. In fact, on one of our family trips, I do trivia. I'm a trivia host, and I, uh, in fact, I have a gig tonight. And uh, my family had me do a cash cab type thing for the drive down to Florida one year. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, good way to pass the time. It is, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, fortunately, I work for a company now. I don't have to write my own trivia anymore. But when I did write my own trivia, I had a category. And maybe I shouldn't tell you this because I don't want to get sued. But one of the categories uh, occasionally was um, questions I stole from Cash Cab. So. <laughs> They're good questions. <laughs> they were, yeah. And there were some, uh, not just a regular you know, uh, question and answer, but there were some fun games, too. You had to name, I don't know, as many bodies of water as you could or something in 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 in, uh, in a certain area in a certain amount of time, things like that. Those were a lot of fun. Um, so let's go back to the beginning. I know you were uh, uh, you got into comedy kind of in an odd way. You started as a bouncer at, at the comedy store. Were you always interested in comedy, and that's how you went to the comedy store? Or how, what was your early interest in comedy like? Uh, well, I didn't really have any early interest in comedy, except that I wanted to be funny. Um and I didn't purposely get a job there because I knew it was a comedy club. It just happened. Okay. And then, uh, you know, with working there, and I wasn't a bouncer. I was I bounced. I was a bouncer from time to time when someone didn't show up, uh, same okay. as a bartender. But really, I answered oh, okay. the phones. Oh, I see. Um, and yeah, then I just you know I started watching the shows. They give you a couple of drink tickets. You can sit around and watch the shows. They want you to hang around afterwards, pad the audience, I guess, sure. and. Uh, I watched a couple of shows, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. This guy invited me to do his show, and I actually said no at first, and then I thought, no, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And uh, So I did, and then as soon as I got one laugh, which was actually pretty pretty quick, I uh, I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Oh, I just cool. kind of felt like I had found my thing, you know. Neat. So w- did you have any idea of what kind of comedy you wanted to do? Like, did you want to be a jokey joke guy, a storyteller guy, or did you just kind of go up there and just try to think of things that were funny? What's a jokey joke guy? Uh, it's not a punchline. Uh, Emo Phillips would be a jokey joke guy. Uh, when do you leave them? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, a, that's an industry term. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I would I would say I was more observational, which is what I've kind of been, but yeah. with a little kind of crazy edge to it. It's not just observational, you know, like make the observation and then take it to the 50th degree. Yeah, and there's some life experience in there too, I noticed, because I noticed from watching your special, you know, getting job applications and things like that. I guess things you did pre-comedy, or maybe things you've done post-comedy. Yeah, then, no, that one was definitely based in reality, Ben Bailey Boulevard. Signing the, uh, putting my name in the wrong box of a job application. That yeah, definitely yeah. happened. One thing I've always thought was funny about those is they, uh, they will ask you like, uh, explain uh, why you left your last job, and they'll give you this little tiny half-inch box to explain everything, <laughs> or for the yeah. address. Like you live. Better hope your town only has four letters. Just room to write. It sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy. Like I, someone should have a job designing uh, better job applications. But um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Have you had any experience since then? I guess this is probably... Well, you might have had some experience just before you became successful in stand-up doing them online, because, man, that's a pain in the ass. Doing what online? Job applications online. Oh, no, I never had to do oh, that. God. I, yeah, you should thank your maker every day that you didn't have to do that. Ages ago that I did, a, that I did any job applications. Yeah, wow, what, what a pain. <laughs> so, but speaking of getting jobs, how, so how did the cash cab thing come about? I, I know you had to audition for it, and it was down between you and one other guy, and you both had to get a hack license to move on to the finals, I guess, or something like that for the, for the job, for the final consideration. Is that, am I remembering that correctly? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the other guy. Um, oh, but, okay. yeah, that's what I had to do for sure. I was going back and forth. I was doing stand-up shows in Atlantic City, and I had to drive back and forth between Atlantic City and New York every day and go to taxi school and then take the test. And then a drug test and, like, a major background check and, like, huge ordeal. A lot of hoops to jump through to get that gig. Yeah, but it was a sweet gig, I, I guess. It was. It was great. It was, uh, you know... I still miss it sometimes, even though by the end I was like, get me out of this cab. Yeah, yeah I'd imagine that after a while. So uh, do you ever, like, get into a cab or an Uber and, and think and want to start asking questions, or is that... <laughs> Definitely not, no. <laughs> so, I'm happy to never have any trivia in vehicles be a part of my life again. Uh, would you still fancy, though, hosting another game show or anything like that, or are you, you trivia out from that? Uh, no, I still like it. I wouldn't mind. I just want to drive... Okay, yeah, because that would seem like really difficult. Because I can do both of those things fairly well. Yeah. But I always imagine, by how the hell does he do that at the same time? That's crazy. I yeah. Mean, yeah. 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 It was it was quite a quite an ordeal. It was. I always thought I'd you know I'd be happy to host another show, but where I didn't have to drive a car anymore. So <laughs> I think that's still true. So what percentage of the fares you picked up actually participated in the game? Was it most of them? Uh, yeah, it was most. Okay. Maybe 5% of them ever didn't. Okay, so and of those 5%, you just wound up taking them to their destination like a regular cab? No. No? Oh, these... No, I was just saying, you can't, we can't ride. <laughs> you can't <get> ride <laughs> if you're not going to play. That's funny. Um, so, but let's, can we get past Cash Cab sure, and sure. talk about stand-up and stuff? I was going to say, that's, that been... was my next question. Um, so you're okay. still talking on stage. To, well, I was just a huge fan, sorry. <laughs> and of course, no, I, that's I okay. That's cool. Thing, no, but, um, that's what no, everyone wants talk, to talk about. But let's talk stand-up, certainly. Because you're, you're, you're doing, by the time this comes out, you will have already uh, hosted, not hosted, would have, um, headlined uh, Brouhaha, because this will drop on uh, Sunday, although people will read about it in City Beat on Thursday, so they'll have time to come see you. But, um, yeah, headlining uh, Brouhaha. Have you ever ever been to Cincinnati before? Because I, I, I reckon no, because I would have interviewed you by now, I think. Uh, I actually have. I've been to Cincinnati a couple times. 
Okay. Not in a while, but yeah, I've been there. But I've never done the brouhaha before. Okay, cool. And how did this gig come about? Did uh, did Mikey just contact you, or did you? Because I always wonder how he he lands. Because he gets different people every year that don't normally play the club that he runs. So I was just curious. Um, I'm not sure. You know, you. I just got an offer through my agent. Okay. Yeah, well, that that's how you do it then. So, uh, have you done a lot of comedy festivals before? Oh uh, yeah, I've done tons. Okay. For yeah. sure, yeah, a whole bunch. Cool. And uh, is it any different headlining? Because I always wonder, because some people, you know, when they do theater shows or when they do uh, corporate shows versus club shows, sometimes they got to change that a little bit because if you're doing something that requires people to see a reaction, maybe it's a little difficult to do in a theater or in a big venue like you're going to be on the riverfront here in Cincinnati versus in a club like Go Bananas where you can, you know, see the comedian even from the back of the room. You can pretty much see what's going on. Oh, your set's the same. You might want to bring a little more energy, move around a little bit more. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But... Yeah, you don't. You don't need to change your material based on a big crowd. Okay. And so I know it's a lot of you know, a lot of de- self-deprecation, a lot of observation. But what kind of things specifically are you talking about? Is inspired by things that are happening to you, things that you see happening to to friends, or is the current events kind of play a role in that they kind of affect our daily lives? Uh, I just write about whatever comes to me. You know, I don't have any set parameters to write within. It's like if something hits me funny, then I write about it doesn't matter what it is okay so you could just be there's walking. not a lot of self-deprecation though i'm not sure where you're getting that oh okay well i just well i kind of like with the the job application thing kind of you know saying how you miss oh yeah yeah that, yeah so, that so kind of it is like <laughs> i think i wrote that bit like 17 years ago oh my god <laughs> do you still have any old jokes that still make it i know some guys say that they'll they'll bring back an occasional like pardo still does um occasionally he'll do one they used to do when he did open mics back in chicago every now and then are there are any old jokes that are like real favorites or do you are all of them just you know you are you past all those now well it depends i mean there's old favorites but i don't really do them um unless it's like a you know a special kind of thing like i'm doing a tour of air force bases in october and they want me to do 75 minutes clean and like just material and i'll probably do some do some of my older bits there okay i'll give them like a greatest hits kind of thing but i don't normally do that i usually have a new set I have a new uh, special coming out in November, and that's all new stuff that people haven't heard before. Oh, awesome. But I've, I'm already done with that. You know, As soon as I recorded it, I was like, all right, enough. I need to so move on and do it and do something else. So, so I'm that... halfway through another new hour since then. Oh, neat. Okay, so yeah, the yeah. stuff people are hearing these days may end up on the next hour-long special. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, not. Yeah. In fact, not the one that comes out in November, but right, the one but after the, that. The one you're building for the. Ne- okay. Wow. You're uh, ahead of the game here. So, have you found? Any- a- it seems yeah. like it. I'm actually behind. I haven't put out a special in several years. Oh, okay. So. so, as you've you know, since you're more of an observational guy, have you found that over the years since you started that um, that that muscle uh, it flexes a little easier when you're out and about walking around and and hitting you, or is it still kind of the same challenge to find things that are that are truly funny and relatable to people? The longer I do it, the uh, the easier it is for those things to come to me. It's more like I, I'm just tuned in more to my own writing, and you know, it's like it becomes more and more just me talking. Okay. Not a, not in like an oversimplified way, like that's all it is, but it right. just feels that way. So it just comes more and more naturally to me. And as you do and that, I'm always thinking of stuff. You know, it, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm always like. <laughs> kind of got my eyes open for anything that, that jumps out as yeah. funny. You're just making lunch and something could pop in your head like opening up the jar of peanut butter or whatever. 
Yeah, and not necessarily about opening a jar of peanut butter. I could be opening a jar of, well, not peanut butter. My daughter has a nut allergy. But <laughs> I could be opening up the jelly, and I could think, you know, a joke about the subway might pop into my head uh-huh. that I hadn't thought of ever before, you know. And do you add tags more easily now? Do you, like, when you're just talking it out on stage, do things just kind of pop into your head as you kind of get into, into the flow, or once it's written? Yeah, totally. I mean, okay. I, I kind of do my best writing on stage. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, so, that, like, I'll have the premise, and then I'll go up and play with it, and, and we'll see what comes. And and it you, always evolves. And do you allow yourself the freedom to do that a lot? Because some guys have heard and gals have said, you know, they'll maybe allow 10 minutes of the set to kind of monkey with a bit, but then, uh, you know, they'll, they'll stick to the, the, the tried and true stuff for most of the set. Or do you, like, you know, like you said, you've been doing this for a long time. You know, can you, will you do that just throughout the set uh, as it feels comfortable? Yeah, just sort of as it comes. But, you know, depends on the set. Some nights I'm like, all right, I'm just going to improv the whole show. I wouldn't oh, wow. do that for the brouhaha. Thing. Right, right. It's a big venue and all. But sure. When I do sets in the city in New York, uh, I just improv the whole thing sometimes. Okay. Or I'll just go up and say, all right, I'm going to work on this bit and just keep going on it as long as I can and see what comes. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about being in New York. You can run around and, and do that and jump in places. So do you still do that a lot or not so much since, you know, you've got a, a steady career now and it sounds like you have a family as well? I do, yeah. I have a family. Um, but, yeah, I still go into the city, into New York as often as I can. There's really nothing better for stand-up than doing multiple shows. And, and you've done a, a fair bit of acting as well. You seem to, to turn up pretty steadily in, in stuff. Oh, thanks. I'm, I'm trying. I tend to get cut out of movies. I book roles in movies, and then I get cut out. <laughs> <laughs> so is that but, an active thing you're doing, or do the people say, hey, we could use uh, Ben Bailey in something like this, or a little bit of both? Uh, a little bit of both. Usually if they want me to be in it, they want me to be in it as me, uh, and I okay. say no to those because yeah. I don't want to be... I don't want to continue that. I, you know, I want to sure. I, I be an actor, not a guy who shows up, you know, as himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and really acting. And there's a lot and of they that. always want something to do, like cash, you know, sort of cash cab style or game show style or, you know, hosting something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want to get away from that as like, far as acting goes. That doesn't, that's not interesting for me. <laughs> no, you're not acting, really. It's just, you're, you're just, you're playing yourself. Yeah, just playing myself in a weird situation or whatever. Yeah. Right, right. And for Jeff Probst, that works because that's really all, you know, that's what he it does and he does it well. You know, he's, he's a TV presenter, as they say in Britain. Or, uh, you know, that's, right. that's, his, that's his bag. Um, are, are yeah, which thought, is fine to yeah. do that. I'm happy to do that. I just don't want to do that as an actor. That's right, weird. right. Oh, yeah, because we were saying if you had some other a serious gig uh, crop up, you, you would certainly consider that. Um, Speaking of, are there any other projects you would like to tackle that uh, you know you, you still haven't accomplished yet? Things on your uh, on your comedy bucket list. Um, comedy bucket list. I don't know. Stand up wise, I just want to keep working. I'm you know I'm, ha- I'm pretty happy with where I am. I wouldn't mind getting into some bigger venues, doing more theaters and less clubs. Um, but you know that just comes with time, I guess, and yeah, luck. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, you get your own. But audience. you know, I'm I'm launching a web platform in in November that's going to have all sorts of different content on it. Oh, neat! All stuff that I've created. It's gonna. It's called 3BTV.net. Okay. It's going to have my new stand-up special on it. It's going to have 
several episodes of a new podcast show. Oh, nice. I have a couple of short films, some animated things. Holy cow. And some original music. Wow. I didn't know you did music. How about that? I do, yeah. I've been a musician for a long time, too. I love oh, wow. it. Were you doing that before comedy or concurrent with I comedy? was, yeah. Believe it or not, I started playing uh, guitar when I was 12. Okay. And did you have any notion of being professional? I guess when you were 12 years old and make up guitar, of course you have a notion you're going to do it professionally, but as it went on, did you, uh, were you in a band or were you gonna, looking to do session I was never or? really in a band until the last like eight years or so, and I never thought it would be a profession. It was just something that I loved. And after starting stand-up, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to keep music as a hobby. But now I've recorded a whole bunch of original stuff, and I just want to put it out there so people can listen. So what kind of stuff influenced by what? what? What kind of music do you like? You know, it's all different. Um, if I put it all onto an album, there'd be some reggae, there'd be some rock, there'd be some sort of folk stuff, there'd be some blues. Like okay. There's just all kinds of different different songs. There's a nice you know, through line through that, yeah. That's cool. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure why. They're all just these unique things that sort of came to me one time or another. Well, I'm sure when you're like writing the song, you, it, it maybe it sounded like you know this sounds more like a, a reggae tune. Maybe this maybe, did that kind of influence it that way. Yeah, definitely. They they you know like the like the writing of the jokes. They the original idea comes along and then it evolves into something else. That's cool. Um, something else, you know, not something different, but something slightly evolved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it you know, evolves into something that's more evolved, of sure, course. Sure, sure. And I'm sure there's an overall cohesiveness to it because, you know, there's, there's folks that do that. They kind of dabble in styles, but there still is over an, an overall sound to it. Um, did, I think you could hear, from what my friends say that listen to it, they, it definitely, they, you could hear that there's, you know, that they're my songs. Okay. From one to the next, so you go, oh, yeah, that one I recognize. Even though it's different, I can tell that it's, stru- you know, from the structure and the sound. But I can't tell because I'm in the middle of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, because every, every week uh, on the podcast to end the show, we have what we call the song of the week. So uh, you'll have to send me one. And, uh, and uh, I don't know if I can do that because it's all going to be, it's all, none of it's coming out until November. Oh, that's fine. So Hopefully I'm like be holding it until the, until the big release oh, date fine. and then yeah, you'll be able to get it. You know, it'll only be on, uh, on 3B TV. Okay, well, I've done 267 of these, so hopefully I'll, I'll be doing them still in November. But, um, oh, right, okay, <laughs> I see. I'm sorry, I thought you meant to go with this episode. Oh, no, 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 that, that's fine. We'll, can we'll put it on there later. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So, were you ever yeah, that'd of, be great, man. Yeah, I'm anxious to hear that. I can't wait for a 3B TV. To, uh, it kind of reminds me of the old uh, 3, what was it, 3D BB from the uh, Tennessee Tuxedo Show. It <laughs> puts me in the mind. Oh, now. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that was the old blackboard they used to do. Uh, what was that? Oh, no, was it Tennessee? No, it wasn't Tennessee. I wrote one of those old cartoons. They had a 3D blackboard, and they I don't know. I can't remember which one it was. But I was going to ask you about the <laughs> back to the music thing. Um, I'm almost, uh, as, I'm, actually, yeah, yeah. I am older than you uh, uh, by a couple of years. Uh, and I'm showing my age now. Uh, were we ever tempted to uh, to mix the music and comedy thing, or did that never? No. Happen? Okay. Yeah. No, I never was. I, I I never had an appreciation for that. No offense to the guys that do that, but I, it's just I never wanted to mix them at all. I, stand up is stand up, and music is music. Yeah. And they are just totally different things to me. And and you know the guys that like play. There's there's guys who play guitar and sing like these beautiful songs about disgusting things. Yeah. And I'm I'm always, always just like, why don't you just actually write a good song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
tell the jokes, you know, I don't know, but that's just me. That, yeah. Again, no judgment. Oh yeah, just, well, and the guys that do it, they never mixed for me. They're always something different. Right, right. Yeah, and the guys that do it do it well, but then I, a lot of them have discovered I've talked to over the years have kind of moved away from it. And uh, like Jay Chris Newberg is one of them. He he still brings the guitar on stage, but it's it's less and less a part of his set as he goes on, because I guess yeah. like you're saying, you wrote there there are two different things, and maybe something you know sometimes something works better as a song, but maybe you know it's it works better. And I I guess that'd be a good question for you. And this will be the last question. I want to hold you up any further because we're getting late in the hour here. But um, with okay. uh, with your new website, I mean, how do you decide what's gonna you know what format? Your sounds are involved in a lot of things now with video and animation and stand-up and you know does, is it obvious when you come up with a funny idea where it's going to go or do you have to roll it around in your head for a while and think you know this will be good for uh like an animation piece now this will be good for stand-up well when i started the production company i invested in equipment and uh, part of that equipment was a giant board which is on my wall i'm looking at it right now and it has all of the ideas on it and categorizing them is difficult <laughs> yeah i can imagine but it helps to have them all in front of you you know like yes. there's web series there's tv series there's feature films there's short films wow there's ideas for vines there's sketches there's you know I, there's some videos that i'm planning to make with the cash cab because i still have it okay. um oh there's just some audio stuff there's some stories that'll be good for animation which is what that's the animation that'll be on the site right um couple of my stories, everybody always told me I have good stories, so I was like looking for a way to incorporate them, but rather than just have audio of me talking, I thought it'd be pretty cool if we had them animated. Yeah, yeah, those are always funny. I like when, when folks uh, yeah. do that. that. And a friend of mine said, hey, send me some stories and I'll animate them for you. Oh, neat. there you go. <laughs> so I said, sort okay, of. good deal. All right. Well, great, man. Appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, this will be on the, we're unfortunately too late to go into the print version of City Beat, but more people will see it on the website anyway when they're looking for something to do this weekend. So it should be up oh, okay, on Thursday. Oh, okay, so they will see it before Friday? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Okay, we'll good get, deal. We'll get the print one will be on Sunday. Yeah, what's that? Oh, no, the and, podcast the drops will. Sunday, so we can have people direct people to your website to, you know, to see you, uh, other gigs you're doing across the country, because we have like oh, 4,500 gotcha. listeners on the podcast. And then yeah, oh, there's fifty thousand people on the website in Cincinnati. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get uh, we'll get some uh, Ben Bailey even more exposure, and get some butts in the seats across America. All right, sounds good, man. I uh, appreciate all right, it. Thanks for taking the time, Ben. You bet. All good right. talking to you, buddy. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. Thanks again to Ben Bailey for being on the show and for talking about Cash Cab for as long as he did. Um, I, I think we want to talk about it that much. Um, I don't know about you. But anyway, uh, we're going to skip the credits for this week. Um, oh, I will tell you that Ben Bailey uh, has no dates. You can go to his website, therealbenbailey.com. He's still working on his new website, 3BTV.net. So look for that soon. He's maybe by October that'll be up. But The Real Ben Bailey, I assume once 3D, uh, 3B, 3BTV.net is up, therealbenbailey.com will lead you to that or have at least a button to take you there. All right, so there we go. So the uh, song of the week is from Little Mix, another one of these groups, and we played Little Mix before, that's like uh, Ollie Murs, uh, maybe a John Newman. These are people that have massive hits over in Britain, but unlike a One Direction or The Wanted, don't have any hits in North America. So uh, I, th I thought you'd dig this, though. It's a nice little slice, slice of manufactured pop. It's Little Mix. Uh, we like them, not alongside Sean Paul. But this is Little Mix with Black Magic, our song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. All the girls on the